beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Welcome to Smut Club. Hey, everybody. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Hannah. Um, We are two licensed therapists (laughs) who read a lot of smut. And enjoy it. Like, all right, I thought I did well last year. I read 204 books in 2021. Um, And I'm pretty sure you put my numbers to shame. (laughs) How many did... Oh, it was uh, over 300, right? It was It was 339. How? Like, do you sleep? No. No, I don't. <laughs> You're like, good question. I do not sleep. <laughs> Thank you for asking. The answer is no. Next question. I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Brandon, why are you crying right now? Brandon is, if you hear a dog or a cat in the background, we are recording this in my dining room. Breakfast nook? I don't know what the technical term is. Um, But we have a dog who like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) We have a dog named Brandon who has no boundaries. And we have a cat named Craig who also has no boundaries, but is quieter about his lack of boundaries. True, true. And you know, we talk about boundaries as therapists and also because people lack them in smut all the time. They do, they do. Like, Mm. there are so many characters that I'm like, I feel like you're looking for fulfillment in each other. Yeah. And maybe see a therapist and then circle back to this relationship. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like mm-hmm. leave the relationship. I'm just saying let's maybe learn some healthier ways to engage in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But also I don't know if like blood play and proper and boundaries, boundaries really, go together. You know, I guess they do. Yeah. You do need boundaries around blood play. I mean, technically, like if you're doing it right, yes, you know. But- if you're doing it right, don't worry about it. But the point is that I, I think that some people think that the lack of boundaries or the intentional crossing of them is hot in some way. And so that's like the majority of smut is like pushing it. You know, that's valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet it doesn't stop us it from doesn't. reading it in excess. Yep. And yep. so... Welcome to this new journey that we're on where we come and we talk about smut and our experiences of it. We figured we'll like review a book or two, an episode, and like see where we land, see what our thoughts are. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Because there's just like a wide world of smut to be discovered. There is. And I recently, speaking of the wide world, somehow started reading like alien smut and it was a lot, but I couldn't stop. So I just like, is it weird that you said alien smut in my head? I just like saw the word probe in huge <laughs> letters and I was like, 
I imagine that that's a part of it. It was. Yes, you're correct. Um, there's also a lot of like genetic mutations and kidnapping and just, you know, abduction. It's not kidnapping when it's aliens. It's abduction, to be clear. There, Is, are aliens the deciding line between kidnapping and abduction? I think so, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an attorney, you know? I'm not up on the legal definitions, but I feel like aliens are the deciding factor between the two. Well, so not alien smut, but I was recently telling a friend about feral sins, which I'm sure we'll review mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like telling them like the, the premise of this book and there's werewolves in it. And yes, I do struggle with saying the word woof and we're just going to own that now. <laughs> so it's a werewolf and we're just going to move on with our lives. Do you want me to just say it every time? Do you want to give me like a wink? And they'll so, say. So this book is about. Werewolves. Oh, I don't think that's going to last. <laughs> but so I'm like, I'm telling her all about this book. And actually it's like me, my husband, her, her husband, we're all sitting there. They're all laughing at my retelling of this book. And then she's like, yeah, you know, Chelsea, like, if that's what you're into. And I just, like, paused for a second. I was like, so I want to be clear. It's not woof porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's human smut. And they are also shapeshifters who can shift into a woof form. It is not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they can shift into a werewolf form. <laughs> this is not sustainable. <laughs> it's not. Um, I'm having fun with it though. So just whenever you want to do it, it's cool. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for the day that I like think I'm knowingly giving you the look and you're like, I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> Werewolf? Uh. But yeah, she was like, I was like, oh, I really appreciated this friend being really like, yeah, Chelsea, like if that's what you're into. And I was like, I just want to be clear. This is not woof smut. It is like, <laughs> it's it's humans as well. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm like, I'm not in, this isn't like a bestiality. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And I was like, Jesus. No, I, I really, I want to thank you for being so accepting that that's what you thought I was talking about. And mm-hmm. you're like, yes, Chelsea, if that's what you're into. And I mean, I guess for other people, you know, if that is what you're into, live your truth. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't think I could do that consistently. And so no, I think I'm thinking no. that through in the context of alien smut mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. probing mm-hmm. and abductions. Mm-hmm. Not, it, it's only kidnapping if they stay on Earth. Is that the problem? I don't, uh, I think it has to be human on human for it to be a kidnapping and like outside. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> human on human for kidnapping. <laughs> you heard me. So, <laughs> like, if a vampire kidnaps someone, oh, I apologize. If a vampire takes someone, it's an abduction. But if a human takes someone, it's kidnapping. Listen, okay, if it's an extraterrestrial, so not of this earth, it is abduction. You know, I guess the, the phrase is alien abduction. It is. No one is ever like, I was alien kidnapped. Exactly. It doesn't roll off the tongue as easy. It doesn't. I'm a slut for alliteration. I was going to say, it's all about the alliteration. Like, if you can have alliteration, you need to have it. You know? It really, I think it makes life more fun. I would agree. Right? I would agree. Okay. So, what book do you want to review today? Hmm... Let's do Den of Vipers to start. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, who wrote mm-hmm. Den of Vipers? Oh, God damn. 
Hold, please. Oh, I feel like I should know this offhand. Talk amongst yourselves. I don't know this offhand. I should know. I literally just reread it for the podcast. Fuck me. Shh. Don't read it. I feel like as soon as you say the name, I'm going to be annoyed with myself. I'm already annoyed with myself. K.A. Knight. I'm already yes, annoyed with myself. Yes, damn it. So let's- We love K.A. Knight. We did not mean to do you dirty like that. So sorry. So sorry. So let's take it from the top. So today I'm going to be reviewing Denim Vipers by K.A. Knight. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And what what sort of smut? Because there's there's a lot of smut. There is. There like, is. I, I recently had to do some education around the different kinds of smut for an office mate of mine. Um, he made fun of me pretty relentlessly at a lunch that we had where I disclosed that I would be recording this podcast. And then a couple of days later, he texted me and said, I'm so bored. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do about that. And he said, throw me some book recs, knowing full well, knowing full well. What sort of recommendations he'd been getting. Yes. Or he'd be getting, sorry. And I was like, okay, okay. So... What, what are you in the mood for? Because I have a lot of options here. And he said, I didn't realize there were different categories of Harlequin. Harlequin already makes Harlequin. us sound so much classier. It does. We're not. So, and just for all of you listeners at home or whatever, uh, this individual is a 29-year-old man who wears cardigans, went to a very, very conservative Christian college and loves Twilight. That is the individual that we're talking about here. Asking me for book recommendations and calling it Harlequin. So he was he said I didn't know there were different options. And I said something along the lines of, oh my sweet summer child, we have <laughs> we have uh uh bully romance, college romance Age reverse, gap. Har- reverse harem, age gap. We have uh, mafia. We have, I mean, I just went through like a bunch of different- Paranormal. Ones. Paranormal, um, high fantasy, urban fantasy. Like I went through the whole thing, right? And he was like, holy shit. Uh, mafia, for sure. And I said, all right. Uh, reverse harem or like regular mafia? And he said reverse harem. Did he know what reverse harem meant? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I was that specific in his education regarding a reverse harem. Uh, You're like, listen, I gave you the general genres within this. You can do additional research. You You can't. You can only lead a horse to water, Hannah. Exactly. Well, and you're a white man. I feel like we've done enough hand-holding at this point, you know? (laughs) So... We have. (laughs) So, he says reverse harem. And I was like, Den of Vipers, easy. And about five minutes later. So, I've never read Den of Vipers. I don't think I realized that was Mafia. It is. Mafia reverse harem. Love this. So, Mafia reverse harem. And about five minutes later, he texted me and was like, do you have anything with less sadism in it? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, hmm. So I feel like what he, given, I don't know, I've never met this man, so mm-hmm. I'm going to sound really judgmental because I am really judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to own that. Um, 
But I feel like knowing that he loves cardigans and is like super into Twilight. Huh? I would kind of assume like for him, like smut would be more of like a rom-com with like a sex scene would be right. like, that would, right. that would still. But that's not what he asked me for. No, he did ask you for <laughs> a mafia reverse for. harem book. <laughs> and, and he got one. He did. He did. I mean, it's it's not as bad as Gangsters and Guns, in my opinion. So, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's the book that we're going with. I did, we did, after some back and forth, wind up on Four Psychos. But So he stayed in reverse harem. He did. He did. Um, I also recommended the Madison Kate series and a few other things. But we landed on Four Psychos. And I forgot that that opens with an orgy in the prologue. Yep. Just. That's why I was, you're like, oh, Denna Vipers is coming in a little too hot for you. Yeah. Let me recommend yeah. another book. Yeah. Because once you get into Four Psychos, this it's lighter on the smut. That is fair. And heavier on the plot. But I, I just forgot that there was an orgy. So literally four minutes later, like I have the texts to prove it. Four minutes later, he was like, your definition of smut and my definition of smut are different. And then two days ago, he came into my office and sat down and he was like, so uh, I'm going to finish it. All right, I'm going to finish it. But I'm going to be totally honest. I got kind of bored um, as I was reading. And I was like, really? Because like, I, I thought the story was pretty strong. And he was like, here's the issue that I'm having. It opened with a lot of sex. And I was like, all right. And then there wasn't any anymore, and my brain can't switch that fast, and so it just couldn't process the story because it was stuck on the smut. I feel like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, hey, so you're, you oversold... Mm-hmm. Um, actually not oversold. You overdelivered. You did it. I did. You you sold it exactly as is. I did. Um, but you overdelivered for what his expectations are. Yes, I did not meet expectations. Yeah. So uh and then he got bored because there, <laughs> there so wasn't. like there was too much sex, but then the lack of sex bored him. Yeah. Like it feels like a Goldilocks situation. Mm-hmm. It is. So then I was trying to think of like what would be the perfect one then? You know, mm. I did recommend From Blood and Ash for him because he's into Twilight. I think he'll be into that. And I keep reminding him to read it. I will probably wind up reviewing From Blood and Ash eventually. But anyway, that's not what we're doing today, Den of Vipers and Kay. Um, no, it does not have less sadism in it. <laughs> so, okay. So the premise for Den of Vipers, there's... These four dudes, right? And they run the Vipers, which is the... The mafia. Right. Like this big crime syndicate. And they also have a lot of... of, What city is this in? So it's never outright stated, but it is definitely England. So I'm feeling like a London sort of vibe. Um, But it's never stated that it's an actual city. And there are going to be spoilers, there's always. For, I mean, we can't review these books without we spoilers. Can't, we can't. Plot twist. 
they have sex. Yes. We know you didn't see that coming. Very true. Very true. Um, And in Den of Vipers, once it starts, it does not stop. So there's these four dudes. So honestly, your coworker should have continued with it because the other book started with sex and then then he got bored. I know. Although there is a lot of blood play in Den of Vipers. Spoiler. Again, this whole thing is going to be spoilers. So if you're not into it, just, just fast forward or turn it off or something. So... Or just like read the review of the book online and sure. don't listen to this. Yes. Also, one of my favorite pastimes, just as an aside, is to read the reviews for these books because they're magnificent. People either adore these books or they hate them so passionately that they decide to write like more in peace about it. And okay, I love it. So I don't know if if you feel this way, but we both read a decent amount of books throughout the year. And mm-hmm. I feel like Smut tend it does tend to be pretty polarizing. Like people yeah. are either like, yeah, this book slaps, or they're like, this book is the worst. Why would anyone read this garbage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also like I feel like there's like the like everyone rates them and reviews them that way. But I also feel like there's a wide amount of books that you're like, this is essentially the same book written by like 20 authors. Yes. With they're all named Aiden Black. Yes. Yes. They're all named Aiden Black. And the girl is always like Sarah. You know? It's like, all right. Okay. All right. It's always Sarah or it's like... Katie or something. A nickname Mm. for like... Like I just read a book and her name was Truvy and she went by True. Truvy, like the low-calorie sweetener? Oh, no. That's Truvia. Sorry. (laughs) You know, you know my my twin daughter is Stevia and Truvia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I believe Truvia is the brand name for Stevia. All right, is that true? I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm learning it something. Sounded right though. So <laughs> okay. So anyway, Den of Vipers. Den of Vipers. We have these four guys. They run this crime syndicate. But in the opening chapter. So it switches perspectives, which I like a lot um, because it can get stale when it's like just from the woman's perspective or just from the man's perspective. It can get kind of like, ugh. Is it just dual or is it like the girl and all? Okay. It's all five. And it's a long book. Um, I don't remember exactly how many pages it is, but it's one of the longer ones that I read last year. And um, so... It opens... The first chapter is told from... Uh, one of the guys, and he is the like fucking crazy one. Like, there's always one in a reverse harem that always. is just off the goddamn rocker. But they're always like, "Oh, watch out for that one. Like, he's not stable." Always. Yeah. I'm like, why exactly. do you fuck with him in the first place? Exactly. Why have all of you normalized this behavior? So this is the one. This is the one. His name is Diesel. All right. I am. This is me being shocked. I know y'all right. can't see it, but color floored. me surprised. His name is fucking Diesel. floored. Also, right. this book I just looked it up. It was six hundred and fifty-four pages. Thank you. I was thinking around seven hundred, so I was close. So, <clears throat> and they are torturing this guy. Like it opens straight up with them torturing this guy who apparently owes them money, and so they're like cutting him up. And Diesel's super into it, like getting hard about it, right? And because he's the crazy one. So he's, he's the one who's the like popping one. a boner he is. over this. He yes. is. Yes. So they are uh, trying to do like punish him essentially for not paying them the money that he owes. And then he's like, just take my daughter. And they're like, uh, what? 
And he's like, yeah, she owns a bar over on the South side. Like just go get her. <laughs> so casual and flippant. Just like, pretty much. Sorry. I can't pay my debts, but you know what might cancel out my debts is I have a daughter that mm-hmm. I'm 24 year old daughter, a hot 24 year old daughter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just go get her. So that's the first chapter. Right. And so it's all from Diesel's perspective. And he's like eating, eating uh, crisps since they're British. He's like eating crisps and rubbing himself while they're torturing this guy. Like it, like we're coming in. Hot. I have no idea why your conservative coworker <laughs> was like, this is a bit much. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet angel. He didn't know, but I gave him exactly what he asked me for. So. Anyway. He has only himself to blame. Precisely. So then it cuts to Roxy, who's the female lead, and the she's running her bar. These guys come in, and they're like, you need to come with us. And she's like, you can fuck off. And so they try to grab her. She gets her bat that she apparently keeps behind her. As every good bar, bar owner has. They right? keep that bat behind the right? bar. And she beats the ever-loving shit out of these four massive men. All of them. All of them. Yeah, all of them. And so- Does uh, she have any special skills? Or she's just she, like- No. Okay, mm-mm. sorry. I'm, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no. I mean, it's a good question because I'm thinking like, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm fairly scrappy generally. And I do have like a little bit, like just enough to say that I have some Krav Maga training, but not enough to actually be effective with any of the skills. You know what I mean? I- I know everyone doesn't know Hannah, but (laughs) Hannah does say you're going to catch these hands more often than the average human. So like, she's not afraid to throw down if the situation warrants. We like, (laughs) I'll just say that. That's true. I'm not afraid of that. But I don't think I could handle four men who were over six feet tall and over 200 pounds. Like, I don't think that's something that I could do, right? And so- Who are also like- in, in this world. Yes. And like they're they, enforcers. Yes. Right. So she beats the shit out of him. And then her bartender's like, oh no, I forgot my keys. And he walks in to see her standing over these four men. And he's like, uh, what? And she's like, help me drag him outside. So they take him back out in the alley and she calls the cops and she's like, come get him and hangs up. And then, yeah. So anyway, fast forwarding a little bit, cause I'm not going to do chapter by chapter. The four Vipers decide they're going to go get her themselves. So they show up. She attempts to beat the shit out of the four of them and is unsuccessful. So they then take her and lock her in a room in their apartment, their loft thing that's apparently massive and multiple floors because they're super wealthy mafia people. As all mafia people are. Mm-hmm. They all just have these like very secure locked rooms. Super secure. Yeah. Always to just put a woman in. Right. Like that's the whole purpose of the condo is to have a space to keep the woman that you have kidnapped and not to be confused with abducted. So <laughs> because it's human on human, <laughs> she was kidnapped. <laughs> she does not leave the surface of the earth. Therefore, I put vampires are on earth. Vampires don't go to space. So now I have more questions. I know, but if they're not going to space, then it's a kidnapping. I thought it was if it wasn't a human. (laughs) (laughs) Space is is now the determining factor, not species. 
I mean, I guess, but then that raises the question of if it's an astronaut or Jeff Bezos, like, does it still count? If Jeff Bezos takes you to space, <laughs> is it technically an abduction? Honestly, I'm going to say yes, because I would put money on him being a lizard person. You know? He probably owns at least one or two skin suits. <laughs> That's the only logical conclusion. I would guess seven, like a days of the week underwear, you know? And each one just has a tattoo of what day yes. you wear that skin suit. <laughs> this is my Monday skin suit. You can see the chest piece that labels oh. it as such. So I hate everything about this. Yeah. Anyway, I- they <laughs> lock Roxy in the secure room they where they kidnapped, not abducted her. Correct. So she flips out. She destroys the room. And um, yeah. And then, uh, so lots of things continue to go awry. And they decide to leave her with the youngest of the Vipers. His name is Kenzo. They decide to leave her with Kenzo. And so obviously they fuck, right? They decide to play strip poker. And she's like, you're a cheater. Because he's obviously the bookmaker, right? He's the, the bookie of the whole thing. They each have different jobs, each of the four. So he's well, like, you have to pull your weight in the mafia. Uh, so yes. obviously, so obviously they fuck, and <laughs> it's super rough and a lot. And of course, when they finish, there is Diesel jacking it, having watched the whole thing. Fucking Diesel. <laughs> Fucking Diesel, right? Zero part of me is surprised by this. Right. So then she's all, I didn't even want it. And Diesel's like, don't even lie. Did you say stop or did you say no? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay, then fuck off. Like, you're not going to do that. Kenzo's really sweet and he would feel bad if he felt like he coerced you. And he's implying, like, no, you gave consent. Implying that the rest of them would not give a single flying fuck. If she didn't want it, you know, like that's the implication, which is a little gross. But anyway, so it continues. Then you find out that Garrett, who is the largest of the four, um, is. So, question, because mm-hmm. this is a pertinent question when it comes okay. to Smut. When we say he's the largest of the four, is All that. All of it, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, is that height? Is that weight? Is that uh-huh. like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how well endowed he is? <laughs> You can just say penis. <laughs> I don't know. In my head, I was like, I forgot the word. I was like, you know, you're junk. And I was like, what's the technical word for junk? So instead I said, he's well endowed. <laughs> so hold on. Of all the words to forget when recording my <laughs> podcast. Listen, it's the first one. We're okay. still making our way through. We're really trying, you guys. So anyway... Garrett, who is the largest in all ways of the four, turns out that he hates women deeply and does not want Roxy to touch him or be anywhere near him. But Roxy is like roaming the apartment now. She's no longer locked in the room. And she got mad because Ryder, who is the leader of the four, right, kidnapped her. She's pissed about it. We have Ryder. We have Kenzo. Kenzo. And they are blood brothers. Ryder and Kenzo are blood brothers. Yes. And then there's Diesel. Diesel. And then there's the the well-endowed guy. Who is Garrett. Garrett. Yes. He has a really normal name. He does compared to the others. It's like, mm, okay, like we just ran out of steam on the fourth one. You Although know, Ryder, is that what? Yeah. I mean, Ryder Strong weird. did play Sean on Boy Meets World. And he always joked about how his name would be great if he ever went into porn because his name is Ryder Strong. Well, he's correct about that. Yeah, he really 
I mean, he missed his <laughs> calling going into television acting. Right. I'm so disappointed. Um, but anyway, that sounded weird, and I'm sorry I said it. <laughs> You're like, you know, I really do wish Sean from Boy Meets World had gone into porn. That I'm thank really you, disappointed. Thank you he did so it. much for explaining that further because <laughs> that's exactly what I hoped would happen. Anyway, so Roxy's obviously pissed that she's been kidnapped and kept in this house or, oh, excuse me, apartment, whatever. So she goes exploring and busts into Ryder's room. And he is the one that's always in like the custom suits, right? Like that's his shtick. So she destroys all of his suits. Like she finds some scissors and just cuts them up. Everything. And then she finds all of his casual clothing, all of his workout clothing, all of his underwear. She destroys all of it. So then... That takes time. It does, and she had it because Kenzo was on the phone, obviously. Because Kenzo's on the phone, and she's locked in a luxury apartment condo. Right, so where is she going to go? What's she going to do? So she then is running from Ryder because she's like, oh, fuck me. That was probably a poor choice (laughs) to taunt the mafia boss that has me kidnapped and locked in his fucking apartment. So she's running and then she, she realizes this after the fact. After the fact, okay. 100%. So then she's running and she runs into Garrett and like tries to hide behind him and he's like, you shouldn't do that. I will never protect you. Blah, blah, blah. And like tries to throw her out of the room and it's a whole thing. And he has scars all over him, which is relevant later, but he's like covered in like these horrible scars. And she's like, I'm kind of into that. And he's like, get the fuck out. So (laughs) obviously that doesn't escalate, but eventually what? Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to make a face, but she's like, (laughs) I'm kind of into that. And I'm like, what isn't she into is really what I'm nice people. Men who treat her well is what she's not into. Like kindness and basic human compassion. She's not into it (laughs) at all. In fact, she's like, nah. So not not to therapize her, just not to therapize her. But I mean, we'll get into her history later. It all makes sense. So anyway. So um, she's developing these relationships with these men, right? And they are all warning her. Away you, from Diesel. If you hear this right now, no one is using the restroom. I was pouring a glass of wine <laughs> from a Boda box, and I didn't realize the mic would pick it up. Um, we aren't sponsored by Boda box, but it'd be a lot cooler if we were. So <laughs> poured a glass of that Nighthawk Black Dark Malbec from Argentina. Rip right and smooth, bitches. <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, she's just coming up with those words. She's like, those are I her wasn't. tasting notes. And I was like, oh, they're on the box. I wasn't. But they are great tasting notes. <laughs> so. So anyway, so you know what else in- is ripe, rich, and smooth? Ryder. <laughs> Ryder's dick. Precisely. Okay. And really good job remembering the word for it. I'm really proud Thank of you. Thank you. I've, I've been practicing. <laughs> so. Yeah, so she's developing these relationships with these four men, and they're starting to trust her more and, like, take her out places and stuff and um, buying her lots of clothes and makeup and stuff like that. And they're all warning her against Diesel. And they've been kind of, like, dancing around each other, but they're all the other guys are like, listen, you might not survive him, like, straight up. Like, like you might not. sexually or just— Sexually. Okay. 
Like you might not survive him, which as a woman, those are not the words I want to hear about a potential sexual partner. You know, <laughs> might not. So I know you find him arousing. Right. You won't survive this. So like, but, but not for just the reason that like in general, I don't want to die. <laughs> More than that, in my experience with men generally, um, when they promise you like you might not survive it, it's going to be like disappointing. <laughs> They're like, you've never seen one this large. And you're like, "Ah, you're right, because it's not that large. I have seen them that are that large. Right. Like last week, honey. Come on now. So anyway. Good good for your husband, Anna. (laughs) Good good for Matt. I was going to say, that would be my response back in the hoe phase. I am happily married now, so we don't live like that anymore. But anyway, my poor husband. So sorry, honey. (laughs) So anyway, uh, she eventually winds up in Diesel's dungeon because he has one and watches him like kill a dude. And apparently she's real into that, which is like, okay. Oh, is this going to be like one of those scenes where they like start boning next to the dead body and they're like, and then like Mm -hmm. the blood touched my foot and it increased my arousal. I'm like that. No, it's so much worse than that. Oh. So let me explain. Okay, let so me, much worse. I'm here. Let me explain. Hold on. I need I need a sip <laughs> before we get there because a it's a lot. A sip of your rich, ripe, and smooth <laughs> dark Malbec, the Nighthawk Black Boda Box. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a soda, Hannah. <laughs> oh, shit. So anyway, <laughs> they kill this guy, right? <laughs> And Diesel. (laughs) So Roxy and Diesel. Wait, does Roxy help Diesel kill the guy or she just watches him kill the guy? Uh, She helps a little bit, but not a lot. And he, at first, Diesel's super upset because she's like, what are you doing and why are you doing that? And he's like, are you protecting him? And she's like, no, I just am like, you know you're not going to enjoy it as much. Like if it goes too fast or something. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And he like puts some kind of weird clamp thing on the guy's dick and like shreds it off or something. It's a, it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to deal with. And so then eventually Diesel's like, I'm bored now and I'd really like to fuck you. So he lights a guy on fire. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He's like, I got the information I want and now I'm bored. So. He lights a guy on fire, which is coincidentally how he got the name Diesel because he's super into fire. So, because he's an arsonist. Right. And what I really appreciate about that is just the nuance, you know, like the nuance of the name, obviously. (laughs) And I really like that, like, I like the author's attention to detail. I like that K.A. Knight was like, oh, no, I'm going to name him Diesel because he's into fire. Right. Right. Yeah. Kind of like every book where they're like, he's going to be named Liam Black. And he right. only wears black suits. And I'm like. And he has the darkest eyes. 
always, right? But also then, like, I appreciate that. And then also, I really appreciate that she then was like, you know, this one is going to be named Garrett because I got it off of a baby naming website. <laughs> like, what? She's like, so I ran through my fun list of name options. <laughs> With Kenzo, Diesel, and Ryder, so I just opened a baby name generator, (laughs) and I landed on Garrett. Exactly. So, so the guy is, like, hanging from a meat hook, obviously, because that is the method of choice for most torture when you're doing it right. Obviously. So... He just cuts the body down and then ties her up on the same meat hook that he just, like, barbecued a guy. (laughs) The man who he just, like, shredded his dick and lit Mm -hmm. him on fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, well, this is also an assembly line. So, like, removing the burned body, Mm -hmm. putting up Roxy. Precisely. Okay. Yeah. So then he starts, like, cutting her because they're into blood play. And he still has the blood from the guy that he just killed on his hands. And I'm like, listen. And she's talking about how, like, like slippery. You know, like, I hate that word. But that's the word that is used. I hate that word deeply. The more I read smut, the more my list of words that I find, like, like shudder-inducing, it grows. No, there are some words that you're reading a scene and you're like, you know, like, this is erotic. Like, I get why people would be aroused. And then there's a word and you're like... Oh, God. You're like, I, like the juices from flaps. (laughs) And I'm like, no one needs flaps. No one needs juices. No one, like, whatever arousal did exist is gone when you read those words. I mean, when I think of slippery, I think of like a, like a, I forget the word for a, an animal that is both water-based and land-based. What is that? Amphibious. Amphibious. Of like an otter or a seal or something. When I think of slippery, that's what I think of. And I don't want to think of that when I'm reading smut generally. But anyway. You're like, so Garrett <laughs> hooked Roxy up to a meat. Diesel, diesel. No, I, oh, you're right. My uh-huh, bad. Uh-huh, Not uh-huh. Garrett. Diesel hooked diesel. her up mm-hmm. to a meat hook and the blood was slippery? Yes. Okay. His hands were slippery from the blood that- From the burned from body. The, yeah. From, You're right. This is more. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, they're, like, boning next to the body no, and, like, some blood touches it's them. It's more. And it gets worse. So then, so also the guy that he killed apparently tried to kill Garrett, which is why, like, he had apparently been hired to kill the four. So that's why he was being tortured and killed because they were trying to figure out who it was. And- just for the sake of the plot that obviously everyone is listening for, it was the triad, obviously, who is their competitor in the town. Spoilers. I know. The triad. I know. I know. The triad. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so they're banging, but he's like cutting her up, right? And he apparently gets into like a frenzy and she's like, you don't want to kill me, Diesel. Like, then all your fun would be over. And he's like, oh my God, you're right. I should stop. So when so he gets then, too aroused, he... Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, he it. gets yeah. a little, little too excited. So her her complete submission is required, right? For him to not kill her, apparently, which... Okay. So then... I might... And this... Like, what is the submission? I'm like, yes, I would like to not be killed here. So I feel like whatever you ask me to say, I'm probably going to submit to. I'm probably... I think I'm adding too much nuance into (laughs) this scene. 
but also she's super into it apparently. So then, and this is where like we should have said probably at the beginning, although the title of the podcast should kind of indicate this is not for children or anyone under the age of 18. But if you have any sort of weak constitution or I don't know, qualms of any kind, you should probably just fast forward through the next 30 seconds because he then takes a the handle of a knife, the knife that he was using to cut her up and like puts it in her ass, right? Okay. Or at least it was the handle. Well, oh. until. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we, okay. We got there. Until he then decides that he's going to fuck her from behind while the blade is still in her ass. So he is serious, like shredding his thigh while fucking her on this knife. And again, the blood is slippery. <laughs> in case you forgot, <laughs> blood is a liquid. It is. It is. And she's all like, our blood is mixing. Like, mm. and I'm like, okay, all right. And that's how you get like, hepatitis, but okay. Right. I'm like, I think the blood brother's vision dies once you're like out of middle school. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it's just also how you get STDs. <laughs> right. That's but what I mean, I'm more focused like, on. Like, Even if we're going to be blood brothers, like if that's a thing still as adults that we're going to do, it doesn't usually require like double penetration. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it's normally more of like a handshake deal. Or for the blood to be exchanged during sex. You know, like that's just a level that I feel is unnecessary, but okay. So... That happens. I have zero idea why your coworker was overwhelmed <laughs> by this journey. He he didn't even make it this far in the he book. Didn't. Oh God, bless his sweet little heart. He never I would have survived. I know. Poor thing. I'm really hoping that once we get a little more like into it, that he's gonna come on because I really feel like he needs to be here. <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should. He should be here. So anyway, also, he just started a podcast um, reviewing movies, starting with Twilight. He told me they recorded the first episode earlier this week um, while just like wicked drunk. Um, And it wound up being an hour and a half long. And so I texted him and asked the name and he said, we're still working on it, which I feel like is very on brand for this particular individual. So anyway... Ryder then cuts her down and he's like, oh my God, you're perfect. And she's like, Ryder right? cuts her down. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Diesel. Okay. Diesel sorry. cuts her down and he's like, oh my God, you're perfect. And she's like, I know, right? So then he takes her back up to the apartment, hands her off to Kenzo, who's like the sweet one who takes care of her and like cleans her cleans up. Cleans the cuts. Yeah, yeah. Cleans her up and dresses the wounds after, oh, I forgot, after she gives him stitches in his thigh, Diesel, after she gives Diesel stitches from where he cut himself. From when the knife was in yeah. her ass. Yeah, okay. yeah. And apparently while she was like trussed up, he took pictures and sent it to the other Vipers. And they were like, God damn. <laughs> they were like, we are not into that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... Cool. So, like, we respect what you're into. Kind of like my friend who was like, hey, Chelsea, <laughs> if you're in to bestiality, I support you in I'm that I'm not journey. here to judge. And I'm like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, they were like, hey, thanks for sending these pictures along. We probably aren't going to put a knife 
handle first up her ass that's going to cut our thighs while we bone. Right. Okay. Right. Although other things are inserted later. (laughs) Just for the record. Like Like, a sharp? No. No. Like a glass bottle. Which is horrifying to me because I feel like one good clench and we're just ruined. Yeah, you break (laughs) that? That is like... A Darwin Award. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hope you haven't been doing your kegels because... So years ago, this is going to sound weird because of the <laughs> podcast we're on, um, I worked in youth ministry. <laughs> uh-huh, yep. And mm-hmm. I, it was like my very first week working at this church. Don't mind the wine sounds happening. <laughs> that rich, ripe, and smooth, night hot black, dark Malbec from Argentina. Um Yes, like, it was, like, my first week working at this church. They flew me out to, like, go staff this camp, like, meet all of my future students. I think it was our first day at camp. We had a student who brought bottle rockets. And then he thought it would be funny. Also, I one of my other favorite things is his mother was on staff at the church with me, Mm -hmm, and she's mm -hmm. awesome and hilarious. Um, But her son decided to launch a bottle rocket out of his ass. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But here's the thing. You know, the thing about bottle rockets, they shoot off. And if you get nervous and clench, the bottle rocket does not release as it, it should. Yeah. Um, and for anyone who thought, maybe I want to try that, I do want to let you know he did get second-degree burns <laughs> around the rim of his asshole <laughs> from <laughs> the bottle rocket that um, did not launch successfully. Mm. I guess successfully is a relative term. I was going to say, define successfully. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's successful if you burn your asshole, <laughs> but I'm not diesel. So I feel like diesel would be like, it's not successful unless you burn your asshole. I would agree. I would agree. So anyway, <laughs> so Kenzo cleans her up and then he's like, oh my God, you're perfect. And she has been getting closer to Ryder who likes to like randomly fuck her in his office. Like there's just a lot of banging going on at this juncture. And she's starting to get closer to Garrett as well. And she's like, I find your scars sexy. And he's like, really? And she's all, yes, because they remind me of mine. Because she's also covered in scars because her father was super abusive. And she ran away when she was like 16 or 17. And then was taken in by this guy named Rich who owned the bar that she owned eventually. Mm. And he died of cancer. Um, Oh, wow. What a journey. It is a whole journey. It's a whole, whole journey. So anyway... So they're getting closer. She finally gets to bang Garrett, which is very exciting for her because she like chains herself to his bed because he's like afraid of touching women because apparently his ex-girlfriend drugged him and then sexually assaulted him while like carving up his chest. Holy shit, man. <laughs> On the day that he was going to propose to her. <laughs> What is even <laughs> happening here? I, I like. I thought I was prepared. I'm like, I read a lot of smut. No, um, I don't. No, I was not no. fully prepared for this journey. Although it does put another book on my radar that I want to <laughs> review at a future date and time. Yes, uh, six hundred and fifty-four pages of just wide open, like wide open. Roxy's legs were wide open. They sure were. 
among other things. So then um, Ryder discovers, P.S., all of this happens within the span of like a week. Like this is not an extended period of time. Like she has been kept by them for like a cool six days. So. mm, Well, trauma bonding. Or something. So with like a sprinkle of the Stockholm syndrome, like, I don't know, but it's not a good look for anybody. So then Ryder discovers that he is deeply in love with her and he's very controlled, very buttoned up. He's, you know, the protector, the leader of the group, whatever. And so he's like, if we keep her here against her will, she'll never love us. Like her spirit that we love will wither and die. So he goes to the rest of the group and he's like, we need to let her go. And they're like, the because fuck? we love her. Because we, we love to her. let her go. Because yes. we love her. And um, the other guys are like, the fuck? And he's like, no, for real. Like, that's what we need to do. So it, it they do. They do. So Garrett and Diesel are so upset by this revelation that they leave, leaving Kenzo and Ryder to deliver the news that she is now free. Um, oh, I forgot. They also bought her a car at one point in the whole situation. Why wouldn't they? Obviously. Yeah. So, oh, and I also forgot she did attempt to escape one time and almost got away um, in Ryder's favorite silver Mercedes, I think. And so she then destroyed it with a crowbar after she failed to escape. I, all right, like once again, not trying to therapize anyone here. Sure. But we are therapists as well. That's Uh actually, y'all, fun fact, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked at the same company. Hannah actually trained me <laughs> and mm. is now no longer with the company. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Hannah trained me in our first week. We we're both like, we like to read a lot. And then we're like, oh yeah, like we're like testing those waters. And we're like, yeah, like, I, you know, like I read some like controversial, like smut. <laughs> and like Hannah's casually like, yeah, I mean, like, like throws out there, like, I like four psychos. I was like, oh, like four psychos is great. And she's like, oh, thank God we can be friends. <laughs> um, so that's where this started was yep, that yep, yep. we're just two therapists that realize we read all of the same smut. Yep. Um, but yeah, like, not to therapize her, would I like her to develop some healthier coping skills outside mm-hmm. of property damage? Sure. Yeah. Um, Because, like, the crowbar's a lot like the bat at the bar. But, like, I Uh get, like, you need that for protection. And she did fight off the four enforcers. She did. She did. Um, So, like, I mean, like, I guess there's a balance. And I do feel like everyone here is a little emotionally reactive. I would agree. To put it very mildly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I would say that you're correct. And I also don't want to be any of these characters' therapists. No. That sounds. No. Although Diesel is highly entertaining, and I will tell you why. Oh, no. <laughs> so one day. So, okay. So so she, let me finish this bit because it plays into all this. So she, uh, Ryder is unable to get the words out that she's allowed to go. So Kenzo tells her that she's free. And she, like, takes a beat, and then she runs and gets in the car that they bought for her and is about to drive away. And then she's like, wait a minute. I love them. And then she gets out of the car, and Kenzo is there, and he's like, I couldn't let you go. (laughs) And then um, Garrett and Diesel show up, and they're like, we're not letting you go. We would have chased you anywhere because we love you. And she's like, 
that's great because I love you too. And then they go back up and then Ryder's like, fuck, so you're back? All right, well, now you have to be punished. And then there's like a whole scene where they all just like use all the holes and do all the things. (laughs) And it is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So that happens. And then like two days later, Diesel, oh, so Diesel calls her little bird. That's important. He calls her little bird. I don't know why, but that is the nickname he has chosen for her, which coincidentally, the reason why he flipped out and set the guy on fire that time um, was because- That time. That time was because he said to the guy he was torturing, he was like, thank little bird for for helping you or something. And the guy was like, thank you, little bird. And he was like, what did you say to her? Did you just call her little bird? And then he set him on fire. Um, Because apparently nobody else is allowed to call her that, right? I mean, that's a con- that wording is on Diesel, that he created a confusing situation there. I mean, Diesel was going to set him on fire either way. You know? You, you know, that's valid. I don't think I'm sitting there and being like, <laughs> in my head I'm bargaining where I'm like, if the guy hadn't called her little bird, maybe he wouldn't have been burned. I mean, his penis was already shredded. Like, was you he, know? He was alive he when was his penis alive. was shredded? He was alive. It was part of the torture. Which makes me nauseous personally. And I don't even have a penis. So Roxy returns to all of them. They explore all of the holes. (laughs) Yes. In a myriad of ways. And so then, yay, we're back together. Roxy is staying of her own volition. And then the next day at the breakfast table, because they always have breakfast together. The next day at the breakfast table. Like all five of them have breakfast together? Uh, All five of them. You know, it's cute to have traditions. It's important to make sure that we're checking in with each other regularly. You know? So, Diesel is like, little bird, I have something to show you. And like opens his shirt and he got a tattoo of a little bird over his heart. And she's like, oh Christ, on a crutch. Like, what is happening? And he's like, it's just to show that like, I'm yours and you're mine. And it's like, oh, but also, (laughs) like, okay. So anyway, and there's more. Well, and we're like with Diesel, there's clearly... No take backs. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Like, you're like, oh no, I've committed to this now. And when it's told from his perspective, multiple times he says, like, in his head or out loud, I mean, I might kill her someday, but, like, I'm real into it right now. Okay. So, anyway, that happens. And then, um, okay, so this is, like, my favorite scene of the book because it's just, like, whoa. Like, what happened to you, K.A. Knight, that you thought of this? So, obviously, our our listeners have not seen me. I'm pretty heavily covered in tattoos. Chelsea also has several tattoos. Roxy is also covered in tattoos, wears mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah, she's a lot of tattoos. And wears a lot of black because she's all edgy. And she has a thigh piece that was not... Finished, and she had an appointment to get it finished, but they were like, "Another man will never touch you." So obviously, Garrett is a very talented tattoo artist, but he only does it for fun. So of course, so and he has done all the tattoos that all the guys have. So Garrett is like, "I'll finish it for you," 
And she's like, okay. But uh, Diesel discovers that the pain from tattoos really turns her on like a lot. And so she's all like squirmy and he's, Garrett is like, what is happening right now? And Diesel's like, she's wicked wet is what's happening right now. And Garrett's like, the fuck? So then Diesel is like- Garrett's like, Garrett's not on Diesel's level. He's like, I was just trying to do this tattoo. I was just trying to offer a favor. He's like, I'm into the spanking situation, but this is a lot. So the solution they come up with is like, so Diesel- is hard because he's always hard. And he has Roxy basically like get on him while Garrett is finishing the tattoo. And they're they No. <laughs> As someone who has a decent amount of tattoos, I can unequivocally say no. At no point have I ever no. been like, I should hop on someone's dick <laughs> while someone has a needle right. on my right. skin. Also, because like Unless you're just doing, is it the Mormons that do like soaking? Is that what yes, it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like unless you're just soaking, um, there's movement, and I don't feel like movement is what I want to have when well, I'm getting a tattoo. So that's part of the whole like sexy challenge is they're not allowed to move throughout. And then obviously when they finish, Diesel does move. When the tattoo is finished, I mean. Diesel does move and then Roxy blows Garrett at the same time. It's like a spit roasting situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I have a very clear image of what's happening. So anyway, that's one of my favorite scenes because it's just from start to finish like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) Like, what is happening? And, like, why am I reading this? And what choices did I make in my life that led me to this? Like, it it troubled me more than the knife in the ass. And I don't know what that says about me, but it did. Have you talked to your therapist about this? <laughs> I've talked to my therapist about a lot of things. Thank you for checking. So, anyway... Um, so then they fall into this rhythm of not quite domestic bliss where, you know, they're doing their criminal things and stuff. Yeah. They're just like, they get into the rhythm of like, cool. It's like, we're all still the mafia Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. against the triad. Precisely. Yeah. Um, and now we just have consistent sex with the same person. And before Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were the mafia with the enemies of the triad. Correct. Who had sex with randos. Correct. And um, they had not previously shared. So this was like a, you know, sometime, like, like, a, like a choose your own adventure sort of combination <laughs> situation. So that's all going on. And then as often happens in mafia books. Roxy is kidnapped. Not abducted. Not abducted. She is not taken to space. She stayed on Earth, so she was kidnapped. William Shatner was not involved. So, (laughs) I don't know why. All I could think about just now was him, the the video of him getting off the little space capsule thing with Jeff Bezos. (laughs) That's all I could think about. Anyway, so Roxy remains on Earth and is kidnapped by the triad, Obs. And it happens because the woman who tortured Garrett shows up and 
he thought that Diesel had killed her. And it turns out that Diesel did, in fact, set her on fire. So half of her face is melted and she's missing an eye, which is a lot of, it's a lot of imagery. Like it's, it's a lot to drink in. So Garrett sees her and is like, what the fuck? And so she gets close enough to him to steal his phone. So she then texts Roxy from Garrett's phone and says, I need you at this address. So she goes and then Roxy kills a lot of people, but is still in fact kidnapped and taken away by the triad. So then obviously all four guys are flipping the fuck out and Garrett feels very responsible for the entire situation. And uh, because he, I guess he kind of was. So <laughs> you're like, and that guilt was not misplaced. I mean- if he was a client, I would be like, you are not responsible for the choices of others. But as a book character who's like a mafia person, like it's your fucking fault, dude. Like where's your situational awareness, you know? But anyway, so all the guys are flipping out. They're trying to figure out where she is. Through all of this, it is then exposed that Ryder killed his and Kenzo's dad, who was super abusive, and their mom had committed suicide. It's all very tragic. And so, oh, and we also find out that Diesel's mom was a drug addict who, like, sold him to men a lot when he was younger. And then she— Oh, you mean he didn't just wake up loving to set people on fire? He didn't because then what happened was his mom apparently owed a dealer a lot of money and so he raped and killed her and then set her on fire and Diesel was like found her and then he went on a rampage and found the guy that did that and then set him on fire. And then his dick got hard and then (laughs) he's just loved setting people on fire ever since. I would assume, although it's not explicitly stated, I would assume that that was the course of events. So they're all flipping out and then they figure out that Roxy is being kept by the triad at the hotel where Ryder killed their dad, all right? That they had then left abandoned. Okay, question, just Mm -hmm. so I know. Mm -hmm. Is this now the finale of the Mm -hmm. book? We're getting close. Okay, because I was like, I was like, I know it's a long book, but in my head I was like, this doesn't feel like it's going to happen at the 50% mark. No, we're very near the end here. Okay. Um, so this is honestly like my favorite part of the book because it is actually fucking hilarious. So Roxy wakes up upside down attached to a meat hook, like swinging around in a basement somewhere, which on its own is not funny. But what is funny is Roxy's thought process because she's like swinging around and she's looking around the room trying to figure out where she is and if she can get out. Diesel is one of the dudes I'm in love with. I feel very comfortable on a meat hook. We'll get there. Oh, God. <laughs> because she's swinging around and she sees like a, a a porno magazine has been like like put up on the wall. And she's like, she has nice tits. Focus, Roxy. And it's like, wow. And then the triad guy comes in and she's like, This is not the way to start torture because I'm going to pass out from being upside down for so long. Like, you guys are doing it wrong. And so he brings in this guy who's also apparently an expert in torture or something. And obviously he has like a blue mohawk or some shit. And another guy who's like his assistant. And so they cut Roxy down. They tie her to a chair. And they, like, she's passed out again. So then they come in. She wakes up. And she's like, 
Hey, everybody. My uh, safe word is bubbles. Is everybody ready to get started? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I love this. And I know that I shouldn't. (laughs) Like, like implicitly, I know that I shouldn't. But I really do. Like, my safe word is bubbles. And I use that all the time. And most people don't know that. Like, they don't, they don't know what it's You from. mean when you casually say my <laughs> safe word is bubbles in daily life, people aren't suddenly like, oh, shit, you're a K.A. Knight fan? <laughs> I 100% said that, like, in our group chat one day at work. We were talking about something. I don't remember. I don't remember what we were talking about. But I was like, that sounds like torture. For the record, my safe word is bubbles. (laughs) And nobody responded to that. And then I felt weird about it, but it was already done. So anyway. When I think, when I hear bubbles, I think of the Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) (laughs) So like that is where I'm like, my safe word is bubbles because I'm super into the Powerpuff Girls is literally how I'm imagining that. (laughs) That too. And then obviously the guy is like, I'm a torture person. Like there is no safe word. So then he tortures her. A lot. Is she into it? No. Okay. No. In fact, she just continues to taunt him. She's like, you're doing it wrong. Like, you're obviously an amateur. Like, Diesel's better. (laughs) Sorry. Which is like, okay. All right. Uh, Anyway, so the guys figure out where she is. And they are going to mount a rescue. And for whatever reason, they decide that it should only be the four of them, even though they have like hundreds of people who work for them. They're like, no, we're going to storm this hotel and take on the triad on our own. To be fair, their enforcers were taken out (laughs) by a young girl with a bat. So I don't fault Mm -hmm. their logic. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So they're in the car getting ready to go in. And Diesel is like bouncing, like, like, like super excited. And they're like, dude, are you okay? Like, what is happening? You're being weirder than normal. And he was like, it's all good, man. I just shot myself with some adrenaline. I'm ready to go. And then they like look back at him and he is, he's wearing a a fanny pack um, (laughs) that has a glitter unicorn on it. All right. So, so the guys are like, what is happening with the fanny pack right now? <laughs> because obviously that's the most important thing. Like they know Roxy's being held and tortured by the triad right now, but like we need to know what's up with the fucking fanny pack, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to her. <laughs> but before then, can we ask about the sequence? Precisely. Okay. Um, and he's like, uh, it's just my in case of emergency stuff. Don't worry about it. And they're like, all right, I guess. So they storm in, lots of things go boom. They kill lots of people. They rescue Roxy, but she heard them coming for her. So she like got herself out of the chair and killed the assistant guy who, uh, the assistant to the torturer guy. And, uh, because obviously she had like all of her toenails forcibly removed, but she was able to then, get out of a chair by dislocating her shoulder and then take on a man who's like three times her size, obviously. So with barbed wire still like in her skin. So they get her and then they're like, cool, now we got to get out. So it's a whole thing. They're trying to get out. And then 
Roxy then notices the fanny pack. Um, but while they're hiding behind a table being shot at, which is obviously the opportune moment to ask what is up with the fanny pack. And he is like, she's like, what are, what are you, what are you keeping in there? And he's like, grenades and sometimes tacos. And she's like, um, what? And he's like, sometimes I get peckish mid fight. (laughs) (laughs) So I have been on a perpetual search for a sequined fanny pack with a unicorn on it ever since. We can make you one. (laughs) We can just like get a sequined fanny pack Mm. and a unicorn patch. Mm. I don't think that this is out of our wheelhouse to Mm. come to, to bring to fruition. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could keep tacos in it. I don't have regular access to grenades. But I mean, there's multiple pockets usually, <laughs> right? So like you have a taco pocket, you have a grenade pocket. Mm. They don't go in the same pocket because that's bad news bears and nothing good happens when you keep grenades and tacos in the same pocket. That is so true. That is so true. So I do think my husband <laughs> just overheard us and found an $11 unicorn fanny pack that is covered in sequins. Yeah, it says cute kids travel waste bag. Waste bag? Chris, Christmas gift for girls. <laughs> mm, helpful. <laughs> like, does it look like something that you would get for $5 at Walmart? Yes. Is this $11 on Amazon? <laughs> so fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Also, yes. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I feel it's really important to point out at this juncture, the secondary purpose for this podcast is to mock Jeff Bezos. (laughs) I didn't know that until now, but like now that we're here, I'm on board. It feels right. You know? Yeah. No, it does. Mm. I'm like, Jeff. Also, have you seen pictures of him recently? I'm like, (laughs) you have been fucking lifting. But is like, that what's happening? I think or has he just gotten new skin suits? <laughs> it is his Tuesday skin suit. That's what it is. He hasn't been lifting. On Wednesdays, he gets a little shrimpy again. But Tuesdays mm. were from a bodybuilder. Right, right, right. Yes. So they he they rescue her. She has she sees the unicorn fanny pack and is like, thank you. But also, we do need to address this. And right, he's like, right. yeah, grenades and tacos. I still don't see what the problem is. Precisely. So then um, they split up. I don't remember why. I'm sure there was a very reasonable explanation. So Garrett and Kenzo go up to the roof. The others are looking for the member of the triad, the leader of the triad who's in the place and they kill him. Um, kind of brutally. And then the torturer guy decides to come at them with a chainsaw and diesel just sort of trips him. Like, it's not even like a, like a fight. He just kind of trips him and he falls to his death, which felt anticlimactic to me, but okay. Well, like, Given all of the other things that people yeah. have survived yeah. in this book, yeah. it mm-hmm. does feel like a few stairs isn't where you thought it was going to go. Well, it was like off a balcony. Oh. I should have said that. It was off a balcony, but it was inside. It was like an internal balcony. Like over a courtyard? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that would still hurt. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be great. I mean, I I wouldn't do that voluntarily, personally. Unless there's a trampoline under it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or a pool, you know, with a deep end. I do feel like that's a common scene in action movies where they Mm. all, like, jump into the pool Mm -hmm. as the building is exploding behind them. But that's not what happened in this book. In this book, just he went over the balcony. And died. And died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. But since there's since diesel was there, I assume that there might be the opportunity for fire. Um, not yet, because then they're not like, yet. Then they're okay. like, wait a minute, where are Kenzo and Garrett? So it turns out Kenzo has been stabbed on the roof, and Garrett has been kidnapped. So they're like, oh my stars, we have to help Kenzo. I mean, they didn't say oh my stars because that's not really the tone. <laughs> No, it does seem like something they'd say. They'd be like, we're a bunch of mafia kings, but this silly bitch, Kenzo. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not, that's not like the vibe that they're going for. You know? Valid. Fair enough. Um, That's just me. So (laughs) they get Kenzo out. They get him to a doctor and then they're like, we have to save Garrett. Oh. So then they go on this like rampage killing all the triad people, like all the people who work for the triad. And then they kill another one of the triads. So it's three brothers, obviously, because it's tri means three. So triad. <laughs> like the triad, believe it or not, is not four guys. No. It's three guys. It is not, in fact, a quad. So three guys. So they kill him and then the one at the that had kidnapped Roxy and then they kill another one trying to find Garrett. And it turns out that the ex-girlfriend who had attempted to kill Garrett previously and that Diesel then set on fire had made a deal with the Triad to take down the Vipers so that she could torture and kill Garrett for whatever reason. She like really did not like him. But like I guess. But Garrett was not the one who set her on fire. He was not. So I do feel like some of her anger might be a little misplaced. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they then go in to rescue Garrett from the triad and then they kill the other triad guy. Um and then they blow up the whole fucking house. Like so so Diesel does get his fire. Like, all that happens. And then they're like, oh, my God, we love you. And then they're recovering. And they give Roxy her bar back because she really wanted her business. But they help her turn it into a franchise. And they're like, oh, my God, we love you. And then they build a house that does have a dungeon, but is only for play. They're very clear about that. That's good. You know, way to set boundaries around your dungeon. Right. If you want to do more serious things there, you do need to build a second one. That's not what this one is for. So the intention is for the work torture to occur at the um, building that they owned with the apartment that was in it, that his original dungeon, like the OG dungeon, is where business occurs. The home dungeon is for pleasure, if you can call it that. So. Uh, yeah. And then the epilogue is that they, um, threaten a judge with bodily harm to get him to marry the the five of them, even though that's really not legal. Like, here's the thing. Even if they threaten a judge with bodily harm, I don't think that like, no, that's actually possible. No, we can't file the paperwork for that. Yeah. No, I feel like that's going to get bogged down mm-hmm. in the court system and just all of the paperwork. Hell, when my husband and I got married, my all right, so my mother, 
her mother was like, why would I give my daughter a middle name if she's just going to get rid of it when she gets married? And so my Hmm. mother never had a middle name growing up. Mine doesn't either. Is that the reason? I don't know. I think my grandmother was just too drunk to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so my mom doesn't have a maiden name. Um. She doesn't have a maiden no, name. No, not she. She didn't she, have a middle. She doesn't name. have a middle name. She <laughs> very like, much has a maiden. She was just like Cher, <laughs> just the <laughs> one name, Kristen. <laughs> She's just Kristen. See ya. Um, and when we, when my husband and I were trying mm-hmm. to get married and had to fill out like our like application, they like we were at the courthouse and they were like, "I'm sorry, we can't accept this unless we have your middle, your mother's middle name list." And I was like, "She doesn't have one. Like, I have nothing to put there." And they're like, "Who? That is a problem." <laughs> and I was like, "So, like, my mother not having a middle name growing up almost stopped my husband and I from getting a marriage license. <laughs> so I don't feel like just yeah. being like just because we threatened this judge, yeah. like." I don't think that the court system is suddenly going to view a five-person marriage mm-hmm, as legal. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense. Like, live your life. Sure. Love is love. Obviously. And blood play is blood play. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And and consent is optional, apparently. Apparently in Den of Vipers. Consent so, is, um, it's more of a moving target. It's implied. <laughs> she was into it once. Right. So now she's always into it. It's implied. Okay. Um, which is horrifying to think about. And I'm really sorry I brought it up. Anyway. <laughs> so the epilogue, they threaten to kill a judge. So they can all legally get married. Yeah. And then I guess they live happily ever after. And that is Den of Vipers. Okay. So how do we rate Den of Vipers as a whole? Mm, so because of Diesel's love of fire, I'm going to say. Like five flame emojis. Five flame emojis. Five flame emojis. Out of how many flame emojis? Seven. Oh, damn. Five out of seven. I'm not great at math. So like, let me. I can't do that math either. Frankly, I made that up. It's like 71%. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a journey from start to finish. What do you mean that's not right? Surely that's not right. I put it in my calculator. Your, your husband is trying to check it right now. My husband is trying to check it because we all know, like, y'all, I was once at an escape room and some 71. Okay, I did it right. Um, 71, like 0.4% or something like that. Yeah, I was once at an escape room where there was some basic math involved and I did all of the math and I second guessed myself. And you know, like when you're at an escape room, and you don't have to use a clue. Like, you don't have to ask for one. But, mm-hmm. like, every now and then they'll just, like, give you one to be like, yeah. this will make it easier. Yeah, they were like, here's the math, baby girl. You did <laughs> not thrive at this. Um, and they were not yeah. wrong. Yeah. I mean, I came a, a therapist for a very specific reason. Is, and that reason is that I don't have to do math. Unless you're doing, like, assessments. No. And so my way around that is just not doing I was going to say, I've never run into that issue because I don't do them. Yeah. That's fair. I have interns do them. <laughs> You're like, and that is what I call a learning opportunity <laughs> for interns. I'm a gatekeeper for the profession. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Without me, you would not have such great clinical experience. (laughs) Precisely. Okay, so so five out of seven seven. flame emojis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is a journey from start to finish. 
And there is humor in there. And so the the reason that it's not like a seven out of seven at this juncture would be that like, like what the fuck though? Like, <laughs> you're like the reason it's not a seven out of seven is because like, did you hear the review of the book I just gave? <laughs> I mean, so it's highly entertaining. So if we're looking at entertainment value only, like you will read this book and you'll go through it so fast that at the end, you'll be like, what the fuck just happened to me? Unless we're your coworker. And then we'll get like a few pages in and be like, I'm out. It's a little too much for me. But anyway, it's highly entertaining. The story is ridiculous, but also like kind of fun. So, you know, like that's, that's it. That's, I don't have, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. So what I essentially hear a saying is if you're into <laughs> mafia, reverse harem and blood play, this is an ideal book for you. Yes. And I really appreciate that you used your reflective listening skills just then. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that is where the therapy part comes into this. I just active listen through most of this. And then I reflective listen. You did. And you nailed it. And I'm really proud of you. I'm not taking new clients (laughs) for the record. Yeah, we're hoping this becomes our livelihood. So if everybody could subscribe, that'd be awesome. Yes, please like, please subscribe. Please leave a five-star review if you find us funny. And if you don't find us funny, don't leave a review. We would only like five-star reviews (laughs) and nothing else. So just like keep your negative thoughts to yourself. Yeah, or just leave a five-star review and don't write anything with it because... Great compromise. Because, like, do you really want people like us being therapists at this point? Like, now that you've heard this. Honestly, you need to give this to us because this is who we are in the therapy room and also out of the therapy room. for the good of the masses. Yes. So, with that, um, good night and good luck. (laughs) I think... I think, you know, we covered as much as we're going to cover this episode. Is that what we did? Yeah, I think we did. I have no idea how long I talked, so. (laughs) You covered that book thoroughly. I left out so much, too. Oh, no. I did. So if you want to know more, like, obviously read it, I guess. (laughs) Or find Hannah on social media. I'll tell you. I get excited, so. Yes. All right. We love you guys. We don't know you yet, but we love you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks for for listening. listening. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Yep. Bye.